You're listening to the TH Sports Podcast with me, your host, Tyrell Hicks. New episodes drop every Monday through Friday. Be sure to tune in for the latest scores and news from around the world of sports. What's happening? We're back on the TH Sports Podcast this Wednesday, the 20, August the 25th, 2021. So, um... There is quite a bit of NFL news today. A lot of breakdown of uh, NFL quarterbacks uh, being named as the starters for their teams because a couple of uh, coaches have come out and named that. Obviously, a little bit of MLB news, not so much on the NBA front. So I think the best thing to do is actually just go ahead and get the NBA. We'll dive into the NBA a little bit. Um, The NBA in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks have signed coach Mike Budenholzer to a three-year extension. Obviously, you know, he just wins them a title, so they are uh, pretty excited about that. They're pretty high on that. Um, so that's probably the right move. I mean, he he brings them success. I know he had been, I believe, with the Hawks for years before finally moving to Milwaukee. So... I mean, that, like I said, that seems like a good move. Uh, obviously, he's already won them a title, so. Um, but maybe he can get them another. We'll see. Um, that's pretty much it, for the most part, on the NBA front, from what I'm aware of. There's just not a lot of NBA news. Uh, I mean, there's there's this New York Knicks Nerlens Noel sues Rich Paul and Clutch Sports claims fifty eight million dollars loss and potential salary. So Nerlens Noel is suing his former agency, or the former former agency that represented him, claiming he lost money on that deal. So, um, there is that. But like I said, there's just really not a whole lot of news in the NBA right now. Because obviously things are not going to get going till the season starts ramping up. But uh, MLB news. So yesterday I remember talking about how um, I thought the playoffs might start in September. They do not start till October. Um, they where is it at? Um, the uh, the MLB playoffs. <clears throat> Sorry, had to clear my throat. We'll start October 5th with the AL wild card game and potentially should the World Series go to a game seven. Um could be on November 3rd, which would be the latest it would have been since 2009. So um yeah, that's it's pretty crazy. But uh playoffs will start October 5th. Um with the AL wildcard game. So that'll be pretty interesting to keep an eye on. Um, as it stands right now, the AL wildcard would be uh, Yankees and the Red Sox. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. But anyways, that is, uh, that is, there's that. Um, there's a little bit of other news. New York Mets Jacob DeGrom resumes throwing while Noah Syndergaard is set for a rehab stint. 
He will begin a minor league rehab assignment with High A Brooklyn on Thursday. Um. So yeah, there, there's that. That's Syndergaard and Degrom. Uh, he has had improvements on his right forearm tightness that has kept him sidelined since July seventh. So there's a couple stuff there. Um, Cleveland Indians Tristan McKenzie. Uh, on the uh, put on the ten day IL with shoulder fatigue. Um, let's see. There's another one here. St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Jay, Jack Flaherty. Flaherty. That's that's an Irish name if I ever heard one. Jack Flaherty um, returns to IL with shoulder strain. So there's a little bit of some injury news. Here's a little bit more. San Francisco Giants. Buster Posey um, out of lineup versus New York Mets due to knee. So that is... Dude, Buster Posey has been with them forever. I think he was with them during the World Series win they had against the Texas Rangers. And that was like in 2010, I believe it was. So, man, he's been there for a long time. So, yeah, there's a little bit of MLB news. But uh, the main stories today come from the NFL. Of course, no surprise, this time of the year, the NFL gets going. It ramps up, so it's going to provide the top news stories. So let's start with something I've been very adamant about that has finally happened. Urban Meyer names Trevor Lawrence the starter in Jacksonville, week one. That is 100% the right call. He is the first pick of the draft, the best generational talent we've seen, prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck and before that Peyton Manning. If you are in the same category as those guys as a, as a prospect, you do not let that person sit on the bench. It just, the only reason you would sit him on the bench is because your offensive line would be so bad that you'd be trying to protect him. But, you know, and, and is is Lawrence going to be a world beater year one? No. I mean, Luck was pretty good, but Luck had a lot of talent around him. Peyton Manning struggled a lot in year one. I expect to see some growing pains. This is the first time Trevor Lawrence is going to probably have a bunch of losses. And this is the first time he will not reach a championship game more than likely because I just don't see Jacksonville getting there. This kid is always like, I mean, in high school, he was a state championship competitor every year in college. He's always in the college football playoffs. And I think at least most of his years, maybe all of them, if I remember correctly, he was in the, the final game. Cause I know they, uh, I know they win the one against Alabama I know they lose the one to LSU. For some reason, I'm drawing a blank on what happened last year. But uh, let me see if they were in it right quick. I mean, they could maybe have not have been. But uh, but yeah, he has. this is going to be his first real introduction to losing on a high-end level. Um, because the the... Jaguars are definitely not a team 
set up to win immediately. Um, they are. They could see some level of success. They will not see a massive amount of success because they just they're in a division with two really good teams and they don't have a whole lot of talent to begin with. So we'll see what becomes of that. Hold on just a second as I check something. Um trying to keep her from being dead air. Um so the uh, I'm trying to search who had the in who won the national championship um in in 2020 um because I want to know if it if Clemson was in it um like I said I'm trying to prevent dead air dead air right quick um not 2020 sorry uh because technically they consider it 2021 because that's technically I think when it happens um what was Alabama this year I think um I like I said I'm trying to make sure I get this right um Alabama and Ohio State. So he didn't go this last year. So there's that. Um, so he wasn't in the national championship this last year, but he was very successful his whole stint in college. And so in Jacksonville, it's going to be a learning curve to accept the fact that you're going to lose games. That's just the bottom line of it. Um, there's a couple people talking about how Urban Meyer might bounce after year one if he gets like a good college offer. Um, I would hope he wouldn't do that. But I mean, Nick Saban did it. But we'll see what happens with that. I don't know, man. College coaches, when they suffer some adversity in the NFL, sometimes they bounce pretty quick because they're like, nah, I'm going to go back to college where I can do it easily. The NFL is a different, it's a different animal. You cannot, there are some who translate, Pete Carroll, um, but there are some who don't. Some just do not manage to pull off the jump. Nick Saban. We'll see if Urban Meyer falls into one of, I mean, he's going to fall into one of those two categories. He's either going to be probably be really good or he's going to be eh, mediocre middle of the road. But I don't know. I'm just very interested to keep an eye on that. I can't believe it took him that long to announce the starter, but eh, that happens. Uh, he's just trying to keep an idea of competition in everyone's mind. So there's there's that. I think we all know that that was going to happen. Dak throws at Cowboys camp. Let me move on. Um, Dak Prescott throws on the Cowboys throws at Cowboys camp and looks really good, according to Ezekiel. He has some pop to the throw. Um, he's like twelve or thirteen in his drills, throwing with a little bit more zip. So good to see him getting back and healthy and ready for Week One. Very proud of that as a Cowboys fan. Without Dak, our season is shot. Dak Prescott has to play for the Cowboys to succeed. So there's that. Um, Jets defensive end, Vinny Curry to miss season due to complications from rare blood disorder. Um, that's that, you know, that's a sad thing for him. Um, originally he was slated, I think, for like a, a return around midseason, but some complications arose after the procedure that he had, and uh he is now <clears throat> 
sorry, I didn't mean to clear my throat right in the mic. Um, he is now uh, going to miss the whole season, and we'll see. Hopefully he's able to get back to a place where he can play and uh, compete next year, but we'll see what happens with that. Dwayne Haskins is set to start the final preseason game in an attempt to solidify a final roster spot. <clears throat> see, that time I did it right. I cleared my throat away from the mic. Um, But anyway, so yeah. Dwayne Haskins, um, right now, Ben Roethlisberger is your starter there, no question. Mason Rudolph is probably the backup, and Dwayne Haskins is trying to make sure he secures himself a third, the, as the third string backup there, and hopefully has a roster spot. Um, if not, he'll probably end up on their practice squad. We'll see what happens, because I think it was expanded to, used to be 10, 10 players on your practice squad, and I believe it's 15, So, which <sighs> practice squad doesn't mean it's going to be there for you. If some other team needs them and they sign them off your practice squad, well, there's that. But the, uh, you know, he's looked pretty decent in the preseason, so maybe he'll get a roster spot. We'll see. Like I said, I I don't know. I I think he was making a case to be a potential backup, but Mason Rudolph has looked pretty good as a backup to Ben Roethlisberger. So we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. But Dwayne Haskins. Gets the final shot to start the last preseason game. <clears throat> Luke Wilson, tight end, uh, who signs with the Seattle Seahawks like yesterday, um, retires one day after signing because he has some heart issues. So that obviously is not something you want to see. You don't want to see a player have uh, significant health issues. And that's two guys back to back. But Wilson has decided to walk away from the game of football. And so... Uh, wish him well in the in, in whatever he chooses to do, to do next, and uh, yeah, but he he retires. Um, Mac Jones impresses at joint practice with Giants taking first team reps. Interesting that this is the Giants that they have the joint practice with the team that takes two Super Bowls away from the Patriots. So Cam Newton's missing um, this week due to uh, weird COVID protocol mix-up thing and mac jones gets to take the first team reps and he is um apparently looking pretty good impressing um is there a case to be made mac jones over cam newton i think there is because he has looked so good in the preseason him and cam haven't looked too dissimilar Cam has looked slightly better, but Cam is a uh, a veteran. He should look slightly better. So there is. Uh, eh, that's we're gonna keep an eye on that one, man. Mac Jones, if he plays the final preseason game and he impresses, I mean he he balls out. There's a potential chance that he could get the nod as the starter. I still don't see it happening. I see Cam starting the week one, but um. We'll see what happens with that. Mac Jones looks good at Patriots joint practice with the Giants. So, um, huh. Matt Nagy uh, names officially Andy Dalton starter week one. Probably the right call there. That is more than likely the right move because he gives it gives Matt Nagy an out. Because let's be honest, Matt Nagy is one of them coaches that is kind of on the hot seat. Um, in the sense that like, if they don't succeed this year, 
and if they really are really bad, he could lose his job. But here's the thing. You play Andy Dalton, and let's say five games in, you're two and three. And um, or maybe one and four. And the ownership is not impressed. They're not happy. Matt Nagy can then go to Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields brings that team out of this hole and gets them a bunch of wins, then Matt Nagy can say, look, we did well with the rookie. This is what this is what it looks like when 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 we have time to grow someone. Give me another year. It's a buying time thing. It's an effort to make sure he has uh, a setup for coming back next year. Um, but Andy Dalton is also a veteran who, if he has the right pieces around him, can definitely get you to the playoffs. So Justin Fields probably still at some point plays this year, more than likely. Unless Dalton just like balls out, there's no way that I think the whole season goes through and Justin Fields doesn't at least have one game where he plays. But we'll keep an eye on that. See what happens. But yeah, I think uh, I think it probably is the right choice to give Andy Dalton the start. Um, Sony Michelle has been traded to the Rams to the New England Patriots. No, sorry. been tra- He's been traded to the Rams from New England. Uh, for two 2022 conditional draft picks, usually with what New England does. Cam Akers goes down in the preseason or in camp, something like that. Uh, they're, they're running back. They're running back who they were really high on. They thought he was really good. Um, he goes down, so they got to do something, something to bring in someone to help take the load off of Matthew Stafford because that is a team that is built to run the ball. That's what Sean McVay likes to do. And it'd be nice to have someone behind. It'd be nice to have a running back behind uh, Matthew Stafford who can achieve a thousand yards or whatever. If they have like a couple running backs there that who can, as a group, achieve a thousand yards, because that takes such a huge amount of pressure off of Matthew Stafford to always go out there and throw the ball um, like 50 times a game. And, you know, because when you do that, you're going to throw a lot of interceptions. You're going to have turnovers. So that's probably a pretty good move by the Rams. Pretty smart move. And uh, they're going to be a really good team this year. I think they truly are. I think Matthew Stafford gives them a real shot for a Super Bowl. And that's cool. I'd love to see Matthew Stafford get a Super Bowl because Stafford is, a, he's a you know, he's a really talented quarterback. One of the best. Um, and if he had stayed his whole career in Detroit, he would have been one of those guys who probably would have ended his career without a Super Bowl win. And we would have looked at as one of the best quarterbacks to never win one. So especially cause he, you know, he can throw for 5,000 yards if he wants to, he's that good. So that'll be fun to watch. I think the Rams will be a really good team this year. The Broncos have officially named Teddy Bridgewater starter week one. All right. Let me get into this one for a minute. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about this Broncos situation. Drew Locke has more upside. Now, what I mean by that is talent-wise. He has more upside than Teddy Bridgewater. Now, is he going to step into that? Who knows? But I think Vic Fangio is the head coach of the Broncos. 
and this is without a shadow of a doubt, like I said with the Bears, the, the Bears' whole deal was an attempt to give Matt Nagy an out. That is not the same situation with the Denver Broncos. This is Fangio trying to save his job because he thinks in that division with Drew Locke, they're going to lose a few games that they might have should win. And he's like, you know what, with Teddy Bridgewater, we're not going to lose those games. So I'm going to start Bridgewater because he's not, you know, if Drew Locke played and just was crazy, there's real potential with him. We know what Teddy Bridgewater is. We don't quite know what Drew Locke is, and we probably won't know at the moment. This is a head coach, I think, putting his own career ahead of the uh, team's potential. Look, start start Drew Locke a couple of games. Start him three or four games. Start him a month. And if he plays bad, then take him out, put Bridgewater in, get some wins, and you're like, okay, this is what happens when I have a serviceable quarterback. But to start Bridgewater at the beginning, this is just a job self. uh, This is just, yeah, this is a self-preservation thing, which, you know, Nagy is as well. But at least Nagy's is in the in a way where it can be in the best interest of the team, because Dalton is a good quarterback who can win games. But it's more than likely at some point Justin Fields does play. I don't think Drew Locke will play. At this moment, I'm not sure Drew Locke will play because I think Bridgewater is going to be the guy that's going to come out there, be good, not lose games. He'll win you some. And I think they're just going to roll with him all year because this is, like I said, there's real potential with Drew Locke for this team to be really good because he has such upside in his talent. The dude can throw the ball out of the stadium. Um, He's he's charismatic, so you know he's obviously going to have a lot of people following him as a leader. People seem to like him. He's like I say, he's just he's really talented. Can move good, can throw great. Yes, he's going to make some mistakes. So would Brett Favre. But Brett Favre is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Yeah, he's going to throw an interception every once in a while to lose a game, but he's also going to put you in contention for a Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying Drew Locke is Brett Favre. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there are tendencies that Drew Locke has that are very similar to a Brett Favre. But Bridgewater is an Alex Smith. Not going to lose you games. Going to win you some good ones. And going to save your job. That's what that's what's going on with the Broncos. So... You know, I just, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that move. I would love to see what Drew Locke has got. Because he looked good in the preseason. But this is the head coach saying, Bridgewater will make sure I come back another year. <laughs> so, not quite sure Drew Locke would. Should You should play Drew Locke the first month. If he plays bad, go to Bridgewater. That would have been your best move. But that was not the move they're making. So it is what it is. Look, you're not winning this division anyways. Kansas City's there. And even if Kansas City wasn't there, you're going to have a hard time getting through the Chargers, and you're going to have a really hard time getting through the Raiders because they're both pretty good teams as well. Are you a good team? Yeah, I think the Broncos got a, uh, they got a pretty good amount of talent with them. They got a really good team. Are they as good as the Raiders? Eh, I'm not sure. I don't know if they are. I don't. It's close, but I don't think they are. Are they as good as the Chargers? Uh, no, I don't think so. The Chargers are a really good team. 
the Chargers are my pick to be second in that division. Could the could the Raiders prove me wrong and be better? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, Gruden's a Super Bowl winning coach. They uh, they believe in Derek Carr. They got a pretty decent defense. So and they always do pretty good. And they they knocked off Kansas City last year because they ran the ball on Kansas City. We'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, they could absolutely be an elite team, one of the better ones. Definitely a wild card if they want to, if they can really compete. I just think the Chargers are better set up. But I don't think the Broncos are anywhere better than fourth in this division. Maybe they top the Raiders for third, but that's their ceiling in my opinion. They are no higher than third in this division. And that's not good enough to get a wild card spot in the AFC because the Ravens and the Browns and the Steelers are all going to be really good. Buffalo is going to be great. The Patriots are probably going to be really good. Kansas City is going to be amazing. And you know what? If Carson Wentz plays all year, the Colts are probably really good. And we know Tennessee is pretty good. So, yeah, you're not getting a wild card if you're Denver. So see what you got with Drew Locke. But they're not going to do that. They're going to start Teddy Bridgewater week one. That's what uh, they've announced. So, what do I know? I mean, I'm just a guy sitting here. But in my head, I'm just thinking... It just makes more sense to at least see what you got in Drew Locke. Like I said, just for a month. And then, if he's bad, move to Bridgewater, get a couple wins, secure yourself, and say, okay, now bring in some more talent that I can use to help me win this division. Focus on defense. Defense is what you really need in that division. Because, yeah. Defense wins championships. They just do. Um, But anyways... We'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, Bridgewater, is a, he's a good quarterback, and I like to see him get the start. I really do. This is great for Bridgewater. It's really cool for him because he has such a devastating injury with Minnesota that derailed what seemed to be a really good career for him. It really did. It derailed it, and I, I hate that for him. And then he gets his chance uh, to be back up in New Orleans, and... He does really good when Drew Brees goes down with an injury, but they let him walk. And I don't know why, because I thought he was a pretty good situation for New Orleans, actually. I thought he was a really good quarterback for them. I thought he fit that city well, but they move on from him. He goes to Carolina. They decide, nah, we're going to bring in Sam Darnold because they think there's more upside in Sam Darnold. They see Bridgewater as, you're a guy who can get us wins. They see Darnold as, you're a guy who can potentially Take us to the next level. Your talent is there. We just got to get the mental stuff set. We'll see what happens with Carolina. That could be a really good team if Darnold gets his mental, uh, his 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 uh, yeah, his mental side of the game handled. As long as he stops seeing ghosts. Um, obviously, if you don't know what that is, there was a game a few years back, I think, against the Patriots, where he uh, turned the ball over a lot and he was caught, mic'd up, saying, "I'm seeing ghosts out there." And that kind of really hurt uh, him. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But I like Darnold. I would love to see what he does. And I, like I said, I really like Bridgewater. I love that he's getting a chance to start again in the NFL. It's great for him. I just think the Broncos ought to see what they got with Drew Locke. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down some MLB scores. I'm going to talk the NFL games coming out tomorrow night. Even though no starters are probably playing. It's still fun to break down the NFL games, and we're one week closer to the start of the NFL season. So, uh, see you on the other side of the break.
And we're back on the show. So um, we're going to go ahead and, like I said, dive into some MLB scores. We're going to talk some games coming out tomorrow night in the NFL. So with preseason, week three, final week of preseason. Okay, so last night, thank God, my Rangers finally get a win over Cleveland. Uh, seven to three. Nice. Good to see the Rangers get a win. Doesn't matter in the overall scheme of things, but hey, I don't like seeing the team lose. I'm I'm one of a, of a of a winning mentality. You play to win the game. Mariners top the Athletics five to one. Orioles <laughs> fall nineteen straight, um, fourteen to eight to the Angels. Angels get the win. <clears throat> Pirates beat the Diamondbacks four to two. Rays take down the Phillies three to one. White Sox beat the Blue Jays five to two. Red Sox top the Twins eleven to nine. Giants beat the Mets eight to zero. What a beatdown. Um, Nationals top the Marlins five to one. Yankees beat the Braves five to four. What an interesting game because let me tell you what, that game was close. That game was really close. I mean, we're talking bases loaded at the end. It's five three. It's 5-3, Yankees are up. Bases loaded. Heroldis Chapman, I believe, is out there trying to close the game. Walks a guy. And he is not looking good. Gives the score. So they are sitting at 5-4. Bases loaded. A batter with a really high batting average comes up there. They switch pitchers for the Yankees. I think it was like, I don't know, nine pitches that he threw that were like foul balls or something like that. Before finally a pop fly is hit to the outfield, the Yankees catch it, end of the game. But what a close game, an entertaining game, and the Yankees continue their win streak. They are now at 11 in a row. So we'll see what happens as they continue to try to chug along to this uh, wild card spot because there's still a whole month of baseball to be played in September. I learned this today. Playoffs will start October 5th. Detroit Tigers top the Cardinals 4-3. to Brewers. Beat the Reds 7-4. Royals fall to the Astros 4-0. Dodgers top the Padres 5-2. No surprise. Uh, Rockies and Cubs postponed. Makeup date was today. So there's the action from last night. Today, right now, Rangers and Cleveland are at the top of the bottom of the first. 0-0. Cubs and Rockies playing a doubleheader today. Game 2 right now is what's going on. Let me see what happened in Game 1. Game one, the Cubs topped the Rockies five to two. So that's the game one. Um, game two, they are started, and right now the Cubs are up five to two. Bottom of the or top of the third, my bad. Um, Orioles, bottom of the first, are just achieved a run. They actually just hit a run. They were up 1-0 over the Angels, and they get their second one. So they're now up 2-0 on the Angels. Bottom of the first. Can they end the losing streak? Let's see. We'll keep an eye on that one. Hopefully they uh, can get themselves a win. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not going to hold my breath for that one. Diamondbacks and Padres mid first 0-0. Tampa Bay Rays and the Phillies are at the top of the second, and they are tied in a scoreless game. Um, all these right now are scoreless. And uh, yeah, so I'll touch on this. Uh, White Sox, Blue Jays, scoreless. Bottom of the first. Twins, Red Sox. Scoreless, top of the first. Giants, Mets, scoreless, end of the first. Nationals, Marlins, bottom of the first, tied 0-0. We have a couple finals. Obviously, like I said, the doubleheader. Game one, Cubs take the Rockies down 5-2. Royals fall to the Astros again. Final in 10 innings, 
six to five, and the Cardinals final in ten innings beat the uh, the Tigers three to two. A um, couple of games have yet to start: Brewers and the Reds, and the Dodgers and Padres. So, a couple interesting games there, but uh, that's the MLB action. So. Man, that Yankees game was crazy last night. I can't believe that, man. That was mind-blowing. But anyways, so now I'm going to break down a little bit of uh, preseason week three. Final week of preseason. Games start Friday. So I don't really know why I'm not breaking this down tomorrow, but eh, I, I'll go ahead and do it now. So this Friday, we got games coming up. Colts and Lions. If Carson Wentz can go... Do you give him some game action? Because he looks good. He looks like he could play. If he is good to go and cleared by doctors, do you give him some game reps to knock off the rust before week one? Interesting concept. Interesting thought. Won't happen more than likely. But Colts and Lions will play. There are four games Friday. That's the top one. Um, We have the Eagles and Jets. Maybe we'll see some Zach Wilson. Might not because he's starter week one, but you never know. Steelers and Panthers. And, of course, Vikings and Chiefs. So that's your games for Friday. Saturday, we have the Packers and the Bills. Ravens and Washington. The Bears take on the Titans. Cardinals take on the Saints. Will we see Jameis Winston? Yeah, Possibly. I'll tell you what, if they haven't named a starter and Jameis don't play, Jameis is your starter. Uh, but we'll see. They probably play them both just to get a, a sense of who they want. But I think Jameis is your starter. But anyways, Buccaneers will play the Texans. Rams will take on the Broncos. The Chargers will take on the Seahawks. So we'll probably get one more look at Drew Locke in the Broncos game. Maybe not, actually, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, we may just see the third stringer because they may decide, you know what? That coach may be like, I'm not going to put Drew Locke out there because if he if he like obliterates it and plays great, uh, I'm going to look really stupid for making that choice. So actually, I would almost be willing to bet Drew Locke does not play in that game. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm having a feeling. Chargers will take on the Seahawks. So that's your games for Saturday. Sunday, we have a couple more. And there is no Monday game this time. Thank goodness. Preseason games on a Monday make no sense to me. Uh, Jaguars and Cowboys probably won't see Lawrence. So there's that. Definitely won't see Dak. But that's an early game on uh, on Sunday. 12 o'clock time. Anyways. Um, and both teams have not won a single preseason game. Doesn't matter in the overall scheme. Uh, when it comes to being a winner and winning mentality, yes. I don't like to see my team lose even preseason games. I don't like... I mean, I think you play to win the game. That's what you do. I don't care if it's preseason or not. Winning mentality bleeds into the regular season. So if you're trying to win with everything you have in the preseason, that's good signs going into the regular season. So establish a winning culture. I don't care if it's preseason or not. Um, anyways, Dolphins and the Bengals will play. The Raiders and the 49ers will play. We'll see what happens with that game. See maybe Trey Lance will play a little bit. Patriots and Giants be really interested to see if Mac Jones gets into play any. We probably won't see Daniel Jones. We haven't seen him all preseason. And, of course, the Browns and Falcons. So, 
the Bears and Titans is an interesting one because, of course, Justin Fields. I mean, like, you know, there's nothing interesting in the Colts lines. Jets and Eagles, if Zach Wilson plays, that's interesting. And, you know, he got compared by Tony Romo to Dan Marino a few days back. Zach Wilson did. And then another person, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, he has compared him to Joe Montana. Joe, Joe, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find what it was. Uh, oh, he was a former quarterback in the NFL. I can't remember his name, but the guy, yeah, he says that he believes that Zach Wilson is, is Joe Montana with a better arm. So Zach Wilson's receiving a lot of praise from some former players. We'll see what happens, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Steelers, Panthers, Dwayne Haskins, obviously. Probably won't see Sam Darnold. Um, Vikings, Chiefs, eh, a little bit of Kellen Mond, but nothing else there, really. Packers, Bills, uh, Jordan Love might play if he's not hurt. So we'll see. Um, Ravens, Washington, nothing interesting there. Bears, Titans, obviously. Justin Fields, we'll get more of a look at him. Saints, Cardinals, could potentially be interesting if... Uh, we get a little bit more of that quarterback competition. Buccaneers, Texans, like I said, nothing so interesting there, really. Um, there's nothing interesting there. Um, Rams, Broncos, see if Drew Locke plays. That will, that's what will make that game interesting, if Drew Locke plays. Um, Chargers, Seahawks, nothing there. Cowboys, Jaguars, interest from my part, but uh, no one else really probably cares about that because Lawrence probably won't play. Bengals, Dolphins, yeah, nothing there because Tua probably won't play and Burrow probably won't because he can play it all preseason. Raiders, 49ers, Trey Lance. We'll see if Trey Lance plays, and uh, that'll be interesting. Patriots, Giants, of course, Mac Jones. If he plays, yeah. If and if he plays really good, uh, could he get the start? Maybe. We'll see. Browns, Falcons, nah, nothing there. Nothing there. But anyway, so there's a couple of the games on the slate for the NFL this week. So, Obviously, the football season, once it gets going, man, it's going to be great. And this last week, last week, there is some college football this weekend. Like I said, it's not ranked teams or anything, I don't think. But uh, there is some this weekend. I think it's like officially labeled like week zero of the college football season. So anyways, we'll, you know, I'll I'll see what kind of goes down there and break it down. Um, But anyways, the... uh. Yeah, man, the NFL is going to be so fun this year. I think having fans back, it's just going to be great. It's going to be great. Hopefully, there's there's a, there's a feeling of confidence as you think, maybe this is the year my team will do it. And I'm not just saying this about myself. I'm saying, like, in general, if you're a fan of the NFL, you're sitting here and you're like, my team. If you're a Patriots fan, you're thinking, you know, there's some upside. If, you know, whether or not Cam Newton or Mac Jones is your starter, either way, you're like, this year we could make the playoffs after missing last year. If you're a Chiefs fan, you think we're going back for a third straight time. You're a Packers fan, you're like, we got Aaron Rodgers back. We're ready to go. Rams, they got a new quarterback. They're set with a new quarterback. Seahawks, always good with Russell Wilson. The Cardinals, they're obviously probably pretty high off of last year. 
um, there's just there's this feeling of confidence that you're like, maybe unless you're Houston, <laughs> then there's probably there's 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 uh well, you know, there's confidence that they might get the number one pick. So there's a benefit there. Um, you know, who do I think actually I'm interested? I'm going to I'm going to dive into this right quick. Who do I think is the worst team out of this year? And I'm going to I'm gonna probably jot this down. I had to grab a piece of paper. Um, I really need to jot this down because I do. Uh, I want to keep myself honest. I want to keep notes of what I say, what I predict, because I want to be able to say whether or not I was right or wrong. Um, because if I say something stupid, then I got to be held accountable for that. That's my uh, that would be my bad as someone who thinks they know sports pretty well. But who do I think is, uh, let's see, in the AFC East? New England, Buffalo, definitely not. I don't think any of those teams are going to be the worst. Obviously, I think, the, so I got to look at who I think are probably the worst teams in divisions, but um, I don't think the Jets are. They're who I predicted to be the worst team in that division, but I don't think they're the worst team in football. Cincinnati, maybe. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Uh, could they be better than the Jets? I don't know. Um, Houston, obviously. Houston is a very high favorite uh, because that was another one I predicted. Broncos are who I predicted to be the bottom of that one. Uh, Philly. The North, I predicted Detroit to be the worst team. Um, I predicted, I believe, Atlanta, if I remember correctly, to be the bottom of the South. And the West, I predicted Arizona. So who can I eliminate from that? Well, obviously, I think uh, I think with, with Teddy Bridgewater, Denver can be eliminated. Uh, I think you can eliminate Arizona from being the worst team in football. Um, I think you can probably eliminate Atlanta. And I think you can eliminate, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say eliminate Detroit yet. You know, I think Detroit potentially could be worse than Philadelphia. So I'm going to say Detroit is possibly your worst team in the NFC. That's what I think. I think Detroit's possibly the worst team in the NFC. Um, I cannot see the Cincinnati Bengals or the Jets being worse than Houston. So I think Houston and Detroit may be the worst teams, which sucks for Detroit because I really want to see Dan Campbell be good. Um, but if I was to put my money on a team to be the number one draft pick going into next year, it would be Houston. So if you're a Houston Texans fan, take some take some pride in that. You might get the number one pick. Too bad it was a year short. You might not, you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. We'll see what happens with the Deshaun Watson allegations. But, you know, I do believe that uh, Houston is probably your worst team this year. Like I said, especially if Deshaun Watson don't play. Especially if Deshaun Watson don't play. But uh, there is that. So that's pretty much all I got on, uh, on, the, on the slate for today. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with the Thursday show. It might be a little bit later. Um, it might be a tad bit late later than what I've usually been uh, putting these shows out at. This one's actually one of my earliest. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll probably be a little bit late. Just, just letting you know, uh, have to have to have to do a little bit of grocery shopping. Uh, but anyways, there is that we, we, we will be back tomorrow. I will do a show tomorrow. Um, we'll have another one Friday, of course, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, 
man, just continue this going. I'm really excited about this. I love this podcast. This is so fun to be able to sit here and talk sports because it's something I really do enjoy. I enjoy keeping up with it, and I've just gotten so immersed in the world of sports recently. And, I mean, I've always been a sports fan. I've been a football fan since, like I said, 2006. I was nine years old, saw the Cowboys, watched Romo for the first time. And this is why I'm such a big Romo fan because he is one of my first memories watching the Cowboys. And so for this little, you know, nine-year-old kid, it was like I wanted to be like Tony Romo. So that was that's what brought me into football. Um, shortly after that, kind of started paying attention to basketball, but I really didn't get into basketball as a fan until a few years back. Uh, baseball, I remember watching the Rangers in the World Series um, and being very interested in it, but I remember probably it's I, I've more gotten into it very recently. Obviously, I've never really watched hockey. I watched a couple of movies. I've watched the Mighty Ducks movies, so I like the hockey in those movies. But, you know, Coach Bombay, you know, Coach Bombay, the greatest hockey coach of all time. That's that's my opinion. Um, but anyways, dude, that's something I need to do. I need to like on a Saturday record a show where I'm like, what's the greatest sports movies of all time? I really do. I think Saturdays I need to start doing some shows where it's like my list for something related to the world of sports. I think that would just be fun. But uh, I want to get a couple more listeners before I do that because I think it would be really fun to have more people listening along to that stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, so I just uh, – I-, I love sports. They're so fun to watch, pay attention to, and to be able to talk about it every day for like 45 minutes to an hour, it's a, it's the best. It's the best for me. I love it. So – Anyways, we will, uh, yeah, we'll be back here tomorrow a little bit later, but we will be back and uh, we'll talk some more sports tomorrow. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, please follow and leave a five star review. We'd really appreciate that. So we will uh, see you tomorrow.